Hello and welcome to the GMHBA Healthier Together podcast series. This series has been developed to assist you to master your health and well-being. Health is too hard when you try to go it alone, and we know that together we are healthier. Dr. Sonia Davidson is an endocrinologist with extensive experience and special interest in women's health. She's a clinical fellow with Jean Hales for Women's Health and has also been a research fellow at the Women's Health Research Program at Monash University. She is in private practice at Cabrini Medical Centre Malvern and at Jean Hales for Women's Health in Clayton. Dr. Sonia Davison, welcome to the GMHBA podcast. Thank you. So you're an endocrinologist. What does that specialty cover? So an endocrinologist has done their basic medical training. They are a doctor and then they have specialised in internal medicine. Within internal medicine, there are a number of branches and of those endocrinology is one and that deals in the science or the medicine of hormones. Hormones, what are they and what do they actually do in the body? Hormones are fascinating. They are effectively a chemical. They are a chemical messenger as well. So they're secreted in one part of the body or produced and then they travel somewhere else and make another effect uh, occur. And that might be a very, very close distance that they travel, like from the hypothalamus to the pituitary, which is a very tiny area in the brain, and it might be a very distant part. So then the hormones will travel via the bloodstream. When they get to their final destination, they will make a particular action occur in the body that is a programmed action and it's necessary for normal body function. Most people have heard of sex hormones, but what are other important hormones? So hormones are necessary for normal body functioning. We need it for growth and development, for reproduction, metabolism, fluid balance, our skin and bone health, sugar control and sleep. So you can see to be a human, you need hormones. Um, sex steroid hormones are things like estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. These are very necessary really for sexual development and for reproduction. Um, But other hormones which are really fascinating are the thyroid hormones. These are really important for regulating the speed of the body. The body needs to go at a certain speed and when it gets too quick or too slow there can be troubles in the body and the body doesn't like it and the person will have symptoms that bother them. So thyroid hormones are very important for the speed of the body. There is insulin and insulin is very important. It's produced by the pancreas. That's very important for blood sugar control And when that goes askew, um, we can have diabetes, which again will give the person bothersome symptoms. We need growth hormone, which comes from the pituitary. That's normal for um, normal growth development. And we need cortisol and adrenal hormones like adrenaline. And they are very important for our stress response. So whenever the body is under stress or has anxiety or is in a difficult situation, the adrenal kicks in, puts out uh, levels of these hormones that are normal, and we need that to deal with the stressful environment. Can you talk about the fluctuations in hormones for women at certain stages of their life? Sure. So hormones, it depends on the hormone. Hormones are always working, but particular hormones are programmed to come on at particular times. So even when you're about four or six years of age, the pituitary is trying to get the hormones working that will eventually lead to puberty. And it does it very, very slowly and uh, sort of secretly in the night, there are little bursts of hormones that are working towards pubertal development. So around the time of maybe eight to 13 or 15 or whenever it's programmed for the body, those sort of hormones will kick in and that's puberty. And I think everyone will know what puberty involves. Then um, women in particular go through another change in those type of hormones around the time of perimenopause and menopause. 
Menopause is just the last egg and when the ovary stops producing eggs and hormones sort of wind down and the, the estrogen hormones wind down because the eggs are no longer produced. And this can be a, quite a rough time for women in the 40s usually and around 50 is, is actually the menopause. But while hormones wind down in the 40s, they can get bothersome symptoms. So can you talk a little bit about um, hormone imbalance? Is there such a thing and what's it meant by that? Absolutely. Hormone imbalance is what keeps me working. Um, When people have a hormone imbalance, they have bothersome symptoms that will lead them to the doctor. They will notice whatever it is, like scalp hair loss or getting fatter, for example, or just being very tired. And their doctor will do a number of tests and sometimes that will involve a hormone test. So really what my specialty involves is dealing with too much hormone or too little hormone or when there's a query about are the hormones normal, are they right, is development happening properly or is there a problem that I need to, to see someone for that, that is giving them bothersome symptoms or interfering with their function. And what are some of those common conditions that result when hormone levels aren't correct? So, so one of the most common things I see, apart from menopause, um, which, which is a normal thing, it's not abnormal, but women have symptoms that bother them and they don't like the symptoms and they want them fixed and that's one area. But thyroid hormones, uh, that's probably the most common hormone condition, particularly underactive thyroid. So the thyroid, for whatever reason, stops making its hormones so the body slows down people start to get symptoms, so everything winds down. Um, Not totally, but they can get slow, very tired, they can sleep too much, they don't want to be in the cold, uh, they can get constipated, they can start losing hair, and they just won't be able to do the things that they normally do. So that's too little thyroid hormone. But on the other hand, there are conditions, usually autoimmune, uh, but other conditions too, where the thyroid produces too much hormone and then the body speeds up. So whilst it's fascinating to me, it's bothersome for the person and, and they can get quite ill. And typically when the thyroid, there's too much thyroid hormone, the body speeds up. So fast heart rate, palpitations, losing weight, very tired, want to sleep all the time and don't want to be in the hot. They're typical symptoms and sweats. So they are the things that will get someone to a doctor um, and it's, it's very fascinating very easy to treat, but you need to see the doctor, get it worked out properly, and often to see a specialist who will uh, guide you in the treatment there. You've touched on it a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more about how hormones affect our mood? Sure, yes. We need hormones to have our mood, um, good, bad, or whatever, and too much hormone can affect our mood one way or the other. So women need uh, normal levels of estrogen, for example, and mood, for example, around menopause can really sink into its boots and in perimenopause before menopause. So they can have anxiety, they can have depression, they can be very cranky. And the people around them don't see anything different, but the the women will have these symptoms because their hormones are are winding down. Uh, Thyroid hormone, again, uh, can lead to, to mood problems. Cortisol can lead to problems as well if there's too much cortisol being produced. So... Uh, crankiness, irritability, depression, low mood. If they are excessive, uh, they are definitely worth talking to your doctor. But but really, mostly, it's not a hormonal problem. The main thing is talking to someone who knows about this, checking whether hormones need to be checked, and then getting the right advice. Because it's mostly just life, working, family, stress, all of that stuff that will impact on our mood. But we do need normal hormones as well. So what happens to our hormones when we do get stressed and 
you know, the impact on our health. So we need, when we get stressed, our hormones do go up, particularly the ones I mentioned before, adrenaline and cortisol. We need that for a stressful environment. The body needs to stop. I need to act and those hormones help systems uh, in place that, that will allow you to do that. But if you are under prolonged stress or overwhelming stress or you don't have good resources or you're don't sleeping well or whatever, those hormones can be excessive and, and the body can really get into trouble. Um, so when there's too much cortisol floating around and you're exposed to too much adrenaline for too long, that, that can be a problem and again that needs uh, some intervention and some assistance. Usually when you look at levels in the blood they will be normal but some particular cases um, they, will, they will be overly high and that's a hormone condition that needs treated but otherwise really the stress needs to be alleviated and, and resources put in place to deal with that. So how can we regulate the stress to, to minimise this ongoing response? Um, well that, <laughs> it's a very good question and a very easy answer, but it's very hard for busy humans to do. We're, we're not meant to live like this in a busy environment, doing so many things. Um, so it's the first thing is it's important to recognise something is wrong. The second thing is to try and deal with that stress. If it's family stress, work stress, whatever, you need to just try and tease it out and think this is a problem and try and deal with it. Um, get some help. If not, see your psychologist, doctor, or just talk to a friend. Get some sort of way of dealing with it that that's the best way for the body to deal with stress and to to normalize hormones in the process um, the other thing is uh, work-life balance sleeping having fun not just doing one thing or the other keeping a pretty good weight not having alcohol excess or smoking excess um, it's about balance stress is about balance and as, as I said we are very stressed every time we get in a car we're going to be stressed but for example um, but it's just a matter of knowing when it's too much for your body and, and seeking help. Is PMS, for example, related to hormone levels? So PMS is premenstrual syndrome or premenstrual tension, PMT, some people call it. Certainly is related to hormones. And what happens in a normal menstrual cycle, the levels fluctuate a lot of estrogen and progesterone. And that's absolutely normal. That's targeted. But some women really feel it a lot more than others. And there is quite a lot of variation throughout the menstrual cycle in those levels. It's targeted and programmed. The pituitary drives it. The egg or, eggs and the ovaries also drive it. But what happens after ovulation, there's quite a drop in progesterone and there's quite a drop in estrogen towards the end of the cycle. And that's typically when PMS symptoms happen. Because of those drops in hormones, uh, women have typical symptoms such as crankiness, irritability, low mood. Uh, some don't sleep, some sleep too much, some have chocolate cravings or other food cravings. Some just want to be alone. Um, so it's, it's a very difficult time. And very common, we, we think this PMS happens in probably about 75% of women. Some people don't even uh, believe that it's a condition, which I think is very cruel because some women really are terribly affected by PMS and there's a particular disorder, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a very severe type of PMS and that can affect the ability of women to function. Um, and there are lots of good treatments and advice available for PMS, so I encourage women to, to look into that and talk to your doctor or look at the Jean House website because there's some excellent information out there. It's important to go to a reputable source. There is a lot on the internet, and if you type in your symptom and hormones, you'll get a lot of rubbish to start with. 
Um, it's always a great idea to go to the Jean Hales website first. That's a dedicated women's health network. And if you have a problem and we haven't answered it on our website, we will be very happy to do that. If you're looking for a hormone specialist, the Endocrine Society of Australia has a listing of endocrinologists by location and area and also special interest because not all endocrinologists are equal. I, I um, do women's health mostly, so it's important to fish around and actually look for that. There's also the Australasian Menopause Society. They have a listing of very good women's health doctors who have a special interest in midlife health and beyond but will generally be very good women's health doctors Um, so it's just a matter of looking for some advice the other thing is uh, the mayo clinic is generally a very good information source from the u.s in terms of any medical advice and the better health channel is another internet uh, site which is local it's it's based in victoria and that has some really excellent health advice in in general terms Um, There's lots of other areas, but in particular hormones, I I think that's a really good start. Dr. Sonia Davison, thank you very much for being a part of the GMHBA podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me to be involved.